Welcome to Manly Movies, where guys get together to shoot the breeze and talk about our favorite movies and the lessons they teach us about being a man. Just a quick intro, as always, I'm JB, I'm a husband, a father of two, a son and a brother. I'm not an expert on any of those things, but I do the best that I can. I have a passion for film and a passion for discipleship, so why not mix the two? Movies can teach us a lot about life, and that's what I want to dive into, so let's get started. have a little bit something different today. Byron Lafayette is coming back on the show. Long time guest. What's going on, Byron? Hey, how's it going? I'm so happy to be here. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. I always look forward to it, and uh, and definitely, definitely today, looking forward to our topic. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be fun. Um, today, we are going to be talking about TV and movie dads, and it is Father's Day, and I wanted to do something different, something that I haven't really heard uh, I don't think I've heard heard anybody talk about stuff like that on the podcast before. Um, so maybe I can be the first. I'm sure somebody has, but we'll, we'll pretend like I'm the first, like, <laughs> like, like we're the like we're the uh, first one. So. Hey, you know, I, I'm not sure you you might be because honestly, when you told me about it, I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this on a podcast. So <laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure we we might be, and, and you know, it just I think uh, I think we'll just uh, we'll just claim that we're the first. You know, exactly. <laughs> Just you know, name it and claim it like those. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not those those false teachers out there. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, uh, you, you you don't want to hear my my Pentecostal impression. Oh, oh, I have some I have some stories about that. Oh, heavens to Betsy! <laughs> a d- different podcast, different podcast. Yes, a different podcast. <laughs> All right. Well. Without further ado, real quick, is there anything that you have watched recently that you'd want to recommend? Yeah, two films that I actually just watched this week, I would recommend was, one was a rewatch and one was a new film, but the rewatch was 1947's Dark Passage. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I probably hadn't seen this movie since I was about like seven or eight years old, and oh, it held up so well. It was, it was incredible, incredible film noir, probably one of the best that there is. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely highly recommend uh, people check that one out and then last night i finally caught on paramount plus uh, dungeons and dragons honor among thieves okay. and, and you know honestly like i, I want to say it wasn't as good as i was hoping it was going to be but it was better than i was expecting it to be so mm. um so like i ended up i gave it a solid three out of five stars so it was entertaining it made me laugh the humor was a bit hit and miss here and there but overall it was funny it was entertaining you know i had it was a great popcorn flick for like a weekend night so i would recommend it for that there's some definite laugh out loud moments in there nice nice i actually watched dark passage for the first time a couple of weeks ago and man it's such a great freaking movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's so hard (laughs) yeah for sure i've got a couple that i will just throw out there one of them is from 1920 if you like silent film at all it is an early John Ford movie called Just Pals. And mm. at the time of recording, it is streaming on Tubi TV for free. And I'm thinking you could actually also watch it on YouTube or it's public domain. So you could probably find it just about anywhere. But it's about a man who kind of befriends this like 13 year old boy who they're both kind of you know down in the luck. And he kind of, so he kind of takes him under his wing. And it's it's a good kind of father-son thing even though they're not it's not really a father and son they're both kind of orphans basically (laughs) Um, but it's it's a really cool movie i mean it's only like 55 minutes long or something so it's it's worth checking out if you're into silent film at all 
And if you're not, you should definitely watch the new Super Mario Brothers movie because I just watched it with my kids last week or the week before. Yeah. And oh my gosh. Hands down, my favorite movie of the year so far. Very cool. I've been wanting I've been wanting to see it. Like granted, like I've never been a huge like Mario Bros, you know, fan, just in the sense because I've never really had Nintendo, so I've never had an opportunity to play. I played Smash Bros, I played, you know, uh Mario Kart, all that. So I, I like the characters and the and the world and everything. And just seeing the trailer, I was like, this looks really entertaining. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad to hear that it, it held up. <laughs> Yeah, if you played the games back in the day, it's got a lot of really cool Easter eggs in it. So <laughs> I loved it. And my kids all loved it too. So that was a plus as well. So one uh, very quick recommendation I will give you. This is one that I actually saw late last year, but uh, it just reminded me when we were talking about noirs and you mentioned the silent film that you saw. One that I would recommend if you enjoy noir movies was uh, from 1933. It was called The Kennel Murder Case. It was mm. with William Powell highly it's it's really funny it's only like 73 minutes long it's a very short movie but i highly recommend it to everybody who loves like noirs or like murder mysteries it was a very influential movie that you know like just the way they did camera angles and you know screen wipes everything was like kind of around the first time that they were doing this kind of stuff back then and it was an extremely influential movie for that but almost nobody has heard of it so definitely definitely that's one that i would recommend it reminded me when we were talking about noirs michael curtis actually directed that that's a Mm -hmm. a friend of the show i've I've actually Uh (laughs) i've I've, I've watched a lot of curtis this year and i've talked about him with i think Don Shanahan, who's been on here a couple of times, his all-time favorite movie is uh, Casablanca, and we talked a little bit about mm. Curtis before. Yeah, I, I definitely need to watch this, and it looks like it's streaming on a lot of places. So, oh, it's a public domain. That's why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will yeah, definitely, every... definitely check that one out. And I'm, I'm a big fan of 1933. Like, I've seen probably 15 to 20 movies from that year, just because, like, I don't, I don't know. It must have been a good year because I happened to just check out a lot and then that's a lot for a 1930s year you know what i mean <laughs> to say that i've seen 15 or 20 movies from that year that's a, that's a lot um, but anyway without further ado let's get on to the we're going to start with tv dads i gave byron the choice there and we both kind of agreed that since tv is a little bit lighter we can start there and first of all did you have any honorable honorable mentions for tv dads you know i honestly I kind of didn't fully, honestly, like, you know, when I was going through, I was very happy with the list that I compiled. So, you know, honestly, like kind of look, looking them over, I would say I, I kind of really didn't have any honorable mentions for TV. Gotcha. Well, I had one and this could actually be TV or movie because it, the character was from both. But it was it, I had to mention Master Splinter somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because he, he wasn't the real dad but he was definitely their dad you know what I mean like mm-hmm. oh that's um, true <laughs> so I had to throw that one out there because he was a good dude <laughs> it is very true you know and yeah. and honestly I'm, I'm gonna just say it on my movie list here I have a couple of adopted dads on there you know just because there's a few of them that I they just their stories just hit me really hard and I was like oh I gotta include them mm-hmm. I think I got a couple of those too I'll have to look back but yeah we'll start with TV dads what's your number 10 all right so uh my number 10 for uh, TV dads was uh Keith Mars from Veronica Mars okay mm-hmm. I never watched that show 
it's a really fun it's a really fun show um I, i'm not sure how old you are but if you grew up in like the mid 2000s you know if you were like doing the high school thing between like 2000 and like 2006 or 7 it's a very very nostalgic show just with the clothes the music the technology everything but it's a it's a detective show basically about a high school girl who's investigating the murder of her friend and her dad runs a private detective agency so she kind of helps him with his cases and their cases kind of cross over sometimes while she's investigating high school crimes while chasing down this murder first season is absolutely stellar just i can't recommend the first season enough Second season is a little, still good, but a little eh. And I haven't seen the third season yet, but, uh, gotcha. but definitely uh, her dad was really a, a fun character and, and just kind of a, a cool, loving guy, you know, who took care of her, but was also just like you know, manly da- dad, you know, and everything. So it was cool. Yeah. Cool beans. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I didn't realize it was that old. Okay. I mean, that was my senior year of high school, 2004, when it came out. So I'm, I'm can't believe okay. I missed that. I was I was I was into the OC though at the time, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, which you'll we'll, you'll hear about later. I'm gonna go with number ten is Philip Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Not only was he a great dad, but he was a, a father figure to Will, and pretty much the only father figure who cared about him, as you saw in that heart gut wrenching episode where where uh, Will is upset about his his dad not being there and everything. So. Oh man. I, I haven't seen a huge amount of the show, but I've seen that scene and oh my gosh, <sighs> I can't even imagine like when I get to it with the show, what that's going to be like. Oh. It's one of the saddest moments in <laughs> television history, <laughs> man. Oh God. Uh, let's, let's just move on from that. What's your number nine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my uh, number nine was Raymond from everybody loves Raymond. Nice. Uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that show. You know, it's the mm-hmm. quote unquote show where everybody yells at each other every episode. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, I, I just love uh, I just love his character. And, you know, he's just a suburban dad trying to do the best he can you know, with his chaotic family, and chaotic life. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's, just, it's an all it's just an all around great time. Cool, man. Yeah, that is a really cool show. That's that's funny. I was thinking when you were saying the show where every, everybody's yelling at each other, I was thinking about Seinfeld, the show where, yeah. no, the show about nothing or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah. <laughs> like they always have a, those 90s shows, you can always kind of label them with something like, you know, it's, Friends is the one about. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The one about. <laughs> it's the one about, yeah. Uh. The one where, yeah, yeah. Okay, my number nine is a more modern show, is Cyrus Rose from Gossip Girl. Mm. I watched that with my wife. She had seen it before, and then I watched it with her. And Cyrus Rose, he this is this is my first adopted dad that I'm throwing on here, and it might be my only one on this on this uh, particular category. But he basically marries the mother of one of the main girls on the show. And he's like an old man, kind of like of a professor or whatever. But he's but he's just he's just an old man. Like a, it's a the guy from Princess Bride, bald headed guy. I can't think his name. Oh yes, uh huh. But he's just like this stubby old man that you that you can see the guy. You know what you know what I'm talking about. But he marries <laughs> into this family of this like very very glamorous family. And the mom, she's like a, a fashion designer, and the daughter is most popular girl in school but they're all like extremely rich and like very <laughs> prominent in this of the upper east side of new york 
and they own hotels and stuff like there's like these, these people are like high class and here comes this dude cyrus rose <laughs> coming in and he becomes the greatest father figure this girl's ever had because her dad ends up moving off to another country so he becomes the adopted dad and it's it's just a he's a he's a really good father figure and I, I've, I've, always, I've always appreciated that especially in adopted families and, and him kind of being in a fish out of water too which is kind of cool so anywho if you haven't watched that show, you should check show. it out. You should check uh, it out. I know, I've, I, I've always been curious about it because, uh, you know, it has a, a great cast. And uh, mm. yeah, and it's like I've always had that on my on my list of shows to check out. I'm going to have to have to maybe, maybe this summer. That'll be my summer show. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your number eight? So my number eight, it's like a, a, uh, it's one it's one show, but it's two characters from that show because I, I felt like they both were really good in the role. So I just kind of did a, a slash. <laughs> And did both of them. But they're the uh, characters of Christian Shepard and Michael Dawson from Lost. Mm. Uh, And the interesting thing that I found when I included these guys is that technically both of these guys are terrible fathers, kind of, (laughs) in the sense that they're not good. They're not good people in the sense that like Michael Dawson is is like he's like a violent, borderline murderous psychopath (laughs) during, you know, the course of the show, basically, and gets more unhinged as it goes. But everything he's doing is for his son, though. You know, it's like he even goes down the path of, you know, like cold-bloodedly murdering two people in order to ensure his son is safe. So it's like he's a good dad, but he's a terrible human being. Um, <laughs> and it's like, and in much the same way, it was the same kind of with Christian Shepherd that like, you know, he is a guy who's trying to do the best he can. He's trying to push his son ahead. But at the same time, he's a bad role model. But then he ends up kind of becoming the better father in death that he should have been in life. When he is kind of like the ghost dad. I don't know. I don't know exactly. If you haven't seen Lost, it's so hard to explain. But uh, dude, I've seen Lost, yeah. and it's still yeah. so hard to yeah. explain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he. So it, so so when yeah. dead, he was a better father than he was when alive. Yeah. But yeah, it's like I thought they were both two very interesting fathers that I really thought stood out in TV. Like I said, even though they were kind of bad individuals, I found them to be to be very complicated and, and interesting father figures, though, for their children. Agreed. Yeah, the, and that's, to this day, is still the weirdest finale I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> it I, is. I really like, I'm going to be honest, I liked the finale, but it was absolutely completely not anything what I was expecting that show to go with. <laughs> like, it, yeah. it, I would have... Like, honestly, if, if if I had to have guessed, they would have been like, we'll give you a billion dollars. If you guess 50 options of what this show is going to end like, I would not have chosen any one of them. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> this is so weird. But and that's I've, I've been meaning to go back and rewatch the show and probably watch the finale three or four times to mm-hmm. kind of get a better grasp of it. But I just haven't. <sighs> I'm in a rewatch right now. I'm I'm on the last season, oh. and I have to and I have to say it it definitely holds up on a rewatch. Like you pick up a lot of extra things as you're going through it. Like kind of once you know where everything's heading, and you don't have to like be focused on the mysteries, and you can focus just on the characters and like you know the Easter eggs and everything. It mm-hmm. it becomes very enjoyable. Okay, and also too, Hulu has the uncut finale, which is which is 20 extra minutes, which I'm looking forward mm. to watching. So. Okay. Well, we'll check that out at some point. All right, my number eight is going to be Danny Tanner from Full House, man. I could not uh-huh. go without mentioning this man because every single episode of Full House always ended with Danny giving some kind of life lessons and, and talks with his daughters. 
And that's just something that I always remember from my childhood. I mean, it's like 1992 when the show came out. And I remember being young, watching them. And always at the end, it was always Danny on the couch with his girls, explaining about the events that happened from the day before and telling them how this applies to their lives. And it was just, I just love it, man. I'm, 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 a, I'm a sucker for Full House and that 90s sentimentality there. Oh, you can't go wrong with 90s sentimentality in film or TV. You really can't. (laughs) Thank you. you. All right. Number seven. Who you got? All right. So my number seven is uh, from an actual kind of a a newer uh, sitcom, but it's uh, Mike Baxter from Last Man Standing. Oh, man. I totally forgot about Mike Baxter. You know, it's one, of, it's one of those shows where it's kind of like it has its cult following that never quite exploded into the zeitgeist like a lot of other shows did. But, oh, man, when it comes to, like, dads, Mike Baxter is just awesome. You know, he's a total, like, man's man, you mm-hmm. know, you know, when it comes to, like, the outdoors, you know, and hunting and fishing and everything. Uh-huh. But what I also love is that when it comes down to it, he's just such a kind and loving father at the, at the heart of it. Like, you know his three daughters and then he ends up basically getting an adopted son you know later on uh, with his son-in-law and just like the lessons that he teaches and just you know the interactions that he has you know are just like there's a few scenes later on in the show i want to say like maybe around season seven or so with his uh, of his son-in-law had like kind of this borderline abusive bad upbringing you know with no father figure and a very bad mother figure and like just mike kind of comes in as his quasi father and just like some of their conversations are just so touching it's like oh yeah i had i had to include him him in there gotcha gotcha man i'm actually i'm only on season four of that show right now but i remember watching it when it first came out i watched the first couple of seasons and then i i don't remember what happened i did not like it i just got busy and it's hard for me to, to keep up with shows man and so finally i sat, I sat down and started rewatching it man it's such a great show and, and but i haven't watched it in a few weeks now because i've been on like a binge of movies lately and i haven't watched any tv at all so i need to get back into that and i completely forgot about mike baxter i'm just going to have to mention him in just a minute when i get to another character that's similar oh, yeah. uh, my number seven is ricky ricardo from oh, i love lucy uh-huh. i forgot him oh uh, ricky ricardo man oh. i mean this dude ah uh, i'm a music guy so a singing dad who comes home <laughs> Is, is hits all the feels in my book right so but i just i don't know i've always i've always been a fan of him as a husband and a father i mean he was and, and it's it's comedy and it's fun but i'm a fan of good old ricky oh he's he's fantastic and i love that show i i'm actually been planning on going and starting you know streaming it like all the way through because i've never you know obviously growing up i only saw bits and pieces when it was mm-hmm. on tv but absolutely love it and it just it has that hugely nostalgic that 50s life you know it's just like oh it's got it all (laughs) oh yeah all right number six so uh number six for me is going to one of my one of my staple shows you know growing up and still my my favorite tv show of all time gonna be seinfeld and I'm going to have number six of Morty Seinfeld, which is uh, Jerry's father. He's not a character who he's, I would say he's a larger than life character that like, when you look at it, I think he only shows up in like maybe like 15, 16 episodes throughout the whole show. But like, mm-hmm. it feels like he's in so much more just because when he is there, he just, he just commands every scene. But like, you know, for a show that was notoriously about terrible people, 
know um doing terrible things like mm-hmm. morty seinfeld was actually one of the characters who was actually just kind of a genuinely good guy mm-hmm. like he was you know he loved his son you know he was just the he was the nicest guy and always was supporting his kids and his wife and you know going on wild adventures you know <laughs> was trying to make a fortune selling uh you know beltless raincoats you know or you know yeah. uh going on a wild scheme trying to give his son back the gift Cadillac he got because it was too much money it was he was a hilarious character but he just at the end of the day he was just he was a a good guy who was trying to be a good a good father and a good husband and so like I said for being surrounded by such terrible people we actually got like a very heartfelt character uh, in there gotcha yeah I actually don't even remember him because I I haven't I'll, I'll be honest I haven't watched that much Seinfeld it's something that I've always wanted to go back and do, but it's just, yeah, it's hard with sitcoms, man, because they, uh, they all run together, and I just, I can't. It can't really keep is track. like the. Uh, it was like, like I said, it was a staple growing up with my family. Like my family just adored it, and so like it was on constantly, you know, in the yeah. house. Like honestly, like I have like probably. I can say most of the lines along with characters, you know, it's like, it's one of those, it's just like, it's a comfort show. And yeah, it's just, you know, like I said, my my family just loves it. All right. Since you mentioned a sitcom, I'm going with one. Actually, we've been doing a lot of sitcoms actually. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But this is another one from the nineties, more more mid to late nineties. I'm not really, can't really remember, but Carl Winslow has to make my list because uh-huh. I grew up watching me some family matters and I just really always appreciated his character. And I mean, he was always, he was, he was a Chicago policeman who was kind of a butt of the show was that he was overweight and he was really <laughs> insecure about it. But you, you saw him emote a lot about that, but him still be able to do his job as a husband and a father and, he was just somebody that I always looked up to from a very young age watching him. And he had a lot of, we had like four kids. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I believe it was. Uh huh. Yeah. And he pretty much just let his wife do what she wanted with the house and didn't really fight her on it. And like, there was a lot about, I could kind of go on about, about him, but I just always admired him as a father and a husband. That's a great character, honestly. <laughs> yeah. He's played a cop in every major city in America, right? Between <laughs> Die Hard and he was in L. What was he at in New York? What movie was uh, he a cop was, in New York? Um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. That's, that's the New York movie he was in. Yeah. So he and was you- a cop in New York, a cop, a cop in L.A., and then he finally got older and a little bit bigger, and he became a cop in Chicago. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, All right. Who you got for number five? Ooh, number five. I feel like it's definitely definitely a pattern, like you said, with the with the sitcoms here. Yep. But this is kind of uh, going back to another one of my all time favorite sitcoms, and this was kind of a, a '90s and 2000s one. It's going to be Martin Crane from Frasier. Mm. You know, the epitome fish out of water comedy duo. You know, <laughs> of a yeah. dad who's a cop, kind of down to earth, you know, salt of the earth type guy, and his completely out of touch son. <laughs> who's just like wealthy into the arts, everything. And I really appreciated kind of just throughout the series, how you saw that, you know, Martin Crane throughout both of his son's lives, he never gave up, you know, trying to connect with them, trying to spend time with them, trying to be a good father, even though 
they had absolutely nothing in common. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> they never got each other the right gifts. You know, they never enjoyed hanging out with each other in the sense of the opera versus baseball games or whatever. But he never gave up. And we got some great moments with him and his sons kind of just, you know, when they got older, realizing what a good dad he really was. And, and they kind of became some of the moral people that they were because of him and because he never gave up. So, so that was just one that I had to include on my list. That's a good one. I actually, I, I grew up on Cheers. And that okay. was, um, so that was where I was introduced to Frasier. And I, I didn't watch Frasier as much, but I do enjoy it when I do watch it. So, all right. My number five, you already mentioned Mike Baxter. I'm going to mention the original Mike Baxter, which is Tim, the tool man, Taylor. Yes. Oh, <laughs> great choice. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, man. I could put both of those at my number five. Cause you, I don't, I did not even think about Mike Baxter, but I feel like Mike is like the older version of Tim Taylor. <laughs> like, I would agree um, with that. Uh-huh. But instead of three boys, he has three girls, and it's uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, which caused him to get older. Than... <laughs> but yeah, I've I've always been a fan of good old Tim Taylor. That was one of my favorite shows growing up. And he wasn't the perfect dad, and he didn't always have all the right answers, but he dang sure tried. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's so true. Oh. <laughs> Um, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. All right, who's on number four? Ooh, okay. So my number four is definitely definitely one that I I enjoy. It's a uh, Benjamin Sisko from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. He um, Deep Space Nine is kind of the <laughs> black sheep of the family of Star Trek in the sense, just because it was a way darker show. Uh, people jokingly kind of call it like Star Trek HBO almost. <laughs> Just because it was it was very different than a lot of the other ones, um, you know, not ship based, it was space station based and such. But uh, but one of the core elements that kind of went through the entire series was Benjamin Sisko's relationship with his son on the station, Jake. And one kind of cool thing that that I did really like was that when the actor who played Sisko signed on to be in the role, he knew he was going to have a son in the show, and he told the producers that he said. You know, because uh, Ben Francisco is African-American. And so he said, you know, he made it clear to the writers and the producers that he wanted to portray a good and healthy father-son relationship for an African-American father. You know, because he said, I don't want any stereotypes of like problematic relationships or anything like that. You know, he said he was OK, of course, with them having issues, you know, with their relationship. But he said, I want to be a role model, you know, for African-American fathers and their sons. And so, you know, they wrote his character that way and just we got such a beautiful, beautiful relationship between him and his son. And as it developed over the course of those seven seasons, it was just it was awesome. And, you know, we had a, a bit of a a Frasier kind of thing, you know, because Cisco is obviously a military man and his son ends up becoming more of like artistic, like a novelist and like a poet, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's really it's just it's just it's a great show. And the episodes that we did get, like there's there's one called The Visitor that is about him and his son and is one of the top five Star Trek episodes of all time. And I would probably put it in maybe top 20 TV episodes of all time. Like it's just so good. So I could go on forever on this subject, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll leave it gotcha. at that. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, uh-huh. All right. My number four, actually, my next three are more modern or all more modern shows. But number four, I've got Jack Pearson from... Dang, I forgot the name of the show. (laughs) (laughs) This is us. That's the show. This is us. My gosh. Okay, so 
it's only in recent years that I've become such a softy, and <laughs> this show has made me more soft than ever. Like my wife and I watched it. I, I don't know how she heard of it, but she we watched the very first episode of the day that it aired, and that very few shows that, that I can say that about because normally I'm kind of late to the party. But we we watched every episode like the week they came out, uh-huh. if not if not the day they came out, and every single episode was just so just pulling at your heartstrings all the time, man. Like really hit you in the field. And and Jack Pearson, he's known throughout the show <laughs> as the greatest dad that's ever lived in the <laughs> earth. And have you seen? Have you did you watch the show? I have not seen it. It's been it's been one that I've been meaning to see, and and now that I heard that I think it's on its final season, I think right now. Um, I was thinking like I I really need to need to go and start watching it because like every article I've seen, it just sound it sounds like something I would really dig. Oh, dude, yeah, it'll hit you in the field, but I can't say okay. much about Jack Pearson okay. until <laughs> you watch the show because there's some things about him that it comes out pretty early, but I don't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, moving on to number three, who you got? All right, so I got Coach Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Uh, yeah, you know it was oh, one of those shows. I did not like. I'm not a, really a big football guy, so I didn't think I was going to like the show. But oh my gosh, it hooked me in from the first episode. And then yes. I told my mom about it, and she like was like, "Oh, that sounds maybe interesting." She started watching it. She was hooked on it. Like we've seen it multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I just love Coach Taylor. Like, he's not only, like, a good father, you know, to his daughter, but he's, like, basically a surrogate father for, like, everybody on that football team. Like, yep. he's getting involved in their lives. He's helping them out. Like, he's keeping them on the straight and narrow. Just, like, he's just, oh, he, he's the dad that you want. You know? Mm. <laughs> like, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's funny you mentioned that because I love that show. And my wife told me that she would want to watch it with me at some point. When she told me about that, like a couple of weeks ago, like, oh, we've got to watch it like right now. But finally, tonight was the night that she finally watched her first episode. And she was, oh, man. yeah, and she really <laughs> liked it. So we're going to keep watching it. But yeah, I've, I'm just so excited that she's going to watch it. So like I get to watch it with somebody for their first time. It makes me so happy. Oh, that, uh, that feeling is amazing, especially with a show you love. And man, that show has that, that pilot hits hard. It's a shoot, you know, yes, yes, it <laughs> it's <does>. good. <laughs> All right. OK, oh. I'm going to go with my number three. And that's going to be Sandy Cohen from the OC. Mm, uh, have you watched the OC? I have not. No, I'm familiar. I'm a little familiar with it, but I have Dude, not seen it. Dude, you're from SoCal, man. I, it's like, that's what everybody tells me. They're like, and literally, I grew up in OC, too. Like, like that's what's even funnier. It's like, I grew up in Long Beach, Huntington Beach, Orange, all of those areas, and I that's, somehow have never seen this show. That's funny. That's really, really uh, funny. Um, but I guess it's because, you know, I'm not from there, so I see this different world, and like, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm more drawn to it, but this is a show, it's a teen high school drama, but it's so much more than that. It's about like this, they're all rich kids, but they all have real problems. And I remember when I was in high school and I had some friends that came over and they wanted to watch the OC and I'd never watched it before. This is like maybe the fourth or fifth episode. And the very first episode I watched, I saw Ryan Atwood punch this dude into the water. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, I've got to watch this show. I don't know what yeah. I don't know what led to this, but it's awesome. So let, let, let's back up and, and start watching these other ones. But yeah, dude, this, it's I can't explain why I loved it so much, but Sandy Cohen is a big reason for that. 
<laughs> not only is he a great dad to his son, but he takes in this juvenile delinquent, quote unquote, who is just in the wrong place at the wrong time, kind of. But he, he he's a public defender. So I already like him because I'm a big fan of the guys who are wanting to help to help out the little guy, right? Who can't afford their own counsel. I, I actually used to want to do that when I was in, in school. I, I thought about it very, very hard, but mm-hmm. I ultimately decided that I didn't really want to go through all the rigor morale of law school. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so it definitely is rigor morale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I didn't pursue that like mm-hmm. I like I kind of wanted to. But anyway, he's a public defender. He takes home one of the kids, and he ends up becoming a surrogate father to him. And through all of it, it's just you see him. He's such a cool, down to earth kind of guy who's living in this glamorous world, but he's from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. He ain't about all this high class life, um, <laughs> and he maintains that throughout the entire show. Like he's the outsider, and Ryan is the outsider because he's from Chino, right? And so, <laughs> <laughs> and those so inland empire guys, yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> um, so they, um, I've always just been a fan of his. He's a cool dad. He very, very empathetic to the kids and is a stand-up husband as well. So, like, I'm a... Sandy Cohen has been my TV dad for a long time. Anyway, go on. You're, okay. ne- you're next. Okay. Number two. So, I, I got to ask you, though, real quick with the OC, with you being a fan, have you seen the SNL Dear Sister parody that was based off of something? I haven't seen whatever it's from with the, with the OC, but apparently there's like this really famous uh, Lonely Island sketch called The Shooting, a.k.a. Dear Sister. And it's like hilarious on its own, but I'm assuming like it's probably even funnier <laughs> if you know what it's based off of. So uh, if you haven't seen that, I definitely <laughs> recommend checking that out. Looking it up now and I'm going to have to watch it. So I'll, I will check that out. So. <laughs> All right. So my number two, uh, and I will will say this for anybody who's listening. Number two is a walking spoiler for a more recent show. So if you are interested in Star Trek and you don't want any spoilers, you probably should maybe maybe uh, skip forward <laughs> um, maybe one or two minutes just so that you're not spoiled. So fair enough warning. And it's going to be uh, Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek Picard uh, Season 3. And obviously from what this uh, what this list <laughs> intuits, he's a, he turns out he's a father in Season 3, and we're introduced to his son. And there's definitely a problematic relationship between the two of them, because obviously Picard never knew he had one. And so they're kind of getting to know each other. But there is just some really, really strong moments between those two that, you know, as you're seeing Picard trying to wrestle with this idea that he's a father and how he's missed out on his, most of his son's life by not knowing about him. And there's just some heart-wrenching moments, you know, at the end when you when you really see, like, the, the lengths Picard will go to for his son, you know. And, you know, I won't spoil, you know, anything of, like, what happens, but there's a moment in the finale episode, you know, where he can finally fully connects with his son to save his son from this, you know, really like monstrous evil. And it's just, it's, it's an amazing scene. And it's just so, so touching, you know, Star Trek, it kind of gets a lot of flack for being like more about like, you know, the emotion, you know, than like the sci-fi action, but man, this one, you know, emotional climax is just so well earned and just so good. And I was just like, Oh man, you know, I, I was, I was feeling it in my, uh, in my heart you know, as it was going. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, 
now we're coming to the first double that we've had. I've got to go with my number two is Coach Eric Taylor. Yes. Uh, <laughs> when you said that, I was like so excited. I was like, he's coming up, buddy. He's coming up. I, I, what, what can I say about Eric Taylor that you haven't already said, man? Clear eyes, full hearts, can't mm-hmm. lose. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. That's Eric Taylor is the quintessential dad not only to his daughter but yeah all those guys that he had to look out for with the football team and with jason street him coaching him ever since he was in peewee and having to see what happened with him and we're not going to get into the spoilers of that but listen (laughs) if you've watched the first episode you know yeah anyways (laughs) oh great great show show. okay so are we on number one now we are on number one Mm -hmm. okay all right, so my uh, my number one is uh, going to kind of bring the boomer out in me. Uh, <laughs> mm. Yeah, in that um, it is uh, Leroy Jethro Gibbs from NCIS. You know, one of my favorite shows. I absolutely adore that show. I've I've uh, <laughs> I've watched all twenty seasons of it, and Whoa. I can't wait. And I cannot wait for season twenty one that's coming up next year. But Leroy Jethro Gibbs is just he's an amazing character. And he actually left the show early on in, uh, I believe, season 19. But, you know, he has an extremely tragic, you know, backstory, you know, where uh, his his, uh, his daughter is, you know, tragically murdered. And, you know, kind of a, a, car- a story going through the whole series is kind of, you know, basically the path of revenge that he went on to take out the people who, who uh, killed his family. But, you know, over the course of the show, we see lots of flashbacks of him being a father, uh, being a being a good husband and it's just so touching of seeing like what a great father he really was and then we kind of see over the course of the show that he basically he becomes like a surrogate father to all these young agents you know that come in and he mentors them and you know there's kind of way later part of the show you know um, a couple of seasons before he exits uh there's a uh there's a young agent who comes in, you know, uh, he's a deep cover agent. He doesn't have a good relationship with his father at all. And, and Gibbs, you know, basically becomes his father. And it makes it all the all the sadder when Gibbs ends up leaving to kind of get the storyline of, of this guy kind of coping with almost like the loss of like of his father, basically. It's oh, so good. But yeah, Gibbs has to be my number one TV dad. Well, now that you say that, I, I haven't seen a single episode of NCIS. <laughs> And now I want to watch all 458 <laughs> yeah. for that to be number one. Oh my gosh. Like, dude. Uh, uh, yeah. One of the all time great TV characters. <laughs> I do. Uh, you know, reading about it. See, I th- the thing is a lot of this stuff, a lot of these shows that have been around for so, so long, I don't read too much about them because mm-hmm. I'm afraid if I do, I'm going to try to undertake the task <laughs> of watching them. Uh-huh. And a show that with 20 seasons and 458 episodes, I'm sitting here reading the synopsis and everything. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to watch this show, man. <laughs> uh, anyway. It's, it's, it's real. It, it honestly, it's really good. And, you know, honestly, like it's been on for so long. It's one of those type of shows. that's kind of good that you don't really have to have that like FOMO feel, you know, that it's like kind of, you can just go at your own pace, but there's so many, you know, just iconic tv characters that come and go through it some amazing storylines you know some incredible villains that just that come it's i can't recommend it enough definitely a great show i think you would love it and first season is a little hit and miss you know but it, it really uh it really comes into its strengths yeah man 
I <laughs> definitely, if you ever get the chance to try it out, I think you'd like it. I mean, it's got Fez on there, man. I know I'm going to like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's a great character in it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. And completely different than, uh, than like, you know, when you imagine him in other shows, like when he first got cast, I was like, oh man, I don't know if he's going to mesh too well in MCS. I was like, oh dang, like he, he gets pretty dark when he needs to be. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, when you said this is going to bring out the boomer in me, um, I really thought you were about to pick the same one that I was about to pick because this really is going to bring out the boomer in me. <laughs> I can't because, wait to hear it. It's because, man, he was the dad when I was little, 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 tiny, little tot watching TV with my with my parents and my grandparents, and he was the dad that I watched on TV all the way up. And I can turn on an episode right now, and I'm like, man, that's the dad that I want to be. Like, I just, I, it's Sheriff Andy Taylor. Oh yes, Andy oh. Griffith show. Mm-hmm. It, to oh. me, it does not get any better than that man. And that show, really, I mean, that's just that is one of the greatest shows ever made. Like, in, I 100 uh, percent agree. <laughs> I'm going to quote the famous philosophers the rascal flats and say <laughs> i miss mayberry sitting oh. on the porch drinking ice cold cherry coke <laughs> uh, i actually just listened to that song about three days ago it's a that's a great song too oh <laughs> uh, no man i just I've, I've always loved that show i grew up watching it all the time and it's one of those that like you said as far as fomo you don't have to like sit and watch every episode to like see what happens next or whatever. No, I could turn on any episode of Andy Griffith and I probably even haven't, haven't seen all of them, but I could turn on it and I know what's going on. I know it like, it's just, uh, uh, we're not talking about the show. We're talking about Andy, uh, (laughs) Sheriff Taylor, man. He's, he is the sheriff in this small little one horse town in Mayberry, Georgia. And man, does it get any better? I can't even like. It's one of those shows you almost can't like. No description really works of it, you know, because like he he is like you said he's the he's the you know quintessential dad. He's the dad every dad wants to be, and he's the dad every son wants to have. That's what it is, you know. It's like, and now and I can't believe that I forgot to include him on that list. Like on my list. Oh yeah, I, man. I, fantastic oh i remember when i was making this like i had tim taylor eric taylor andy taylor all right in a row there <laughs> and i was like that's weird but but i ended up spacing and moving tim toolman a little bit further down but still i guess most of my favorite dads are last name taylor but. 